0: Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Your foster child's fit with you is not the only relationship she has that needs your help. She has relationships with other people in your family and with children and adults at school. She needs to get along with people in your neighborhood and in your community. Being able to get along with people may have more to do with her future success than anything else. Here is the key. Because of abuse, neglect, or other bad life experiences, foster children often have problems getting along with people. Maybe this comes up every day and maybe only once in a while. However often your foster child has problems, she needs your help. Here are some signs of foster children having trouble getting along. Your concern and help with these problems are a start to a better life for them. 1. They pout and are hard to live with. All children have some way of handling it when they don't get their way. They have their own ways of reacting when things do not work out as they want. They have ways of dealing with a world they think is sometimes unfair. Two of their choices are temper tantrums and pouting. Most children use one or the other of these once in a while. If you watch your foster child for a while, you likely will see that she uses one more than the other. Just to be fair, answer this question. When you get angry or frustrated, are you more likely to pout or have a little temper tantrum? Now, if you had lived your foster child's life, would you feel angry and frustrated? If so... Would you be more likely to pout about it or have a temper tantrum once in a while? Take a minute to think about a foster child who neither pouts nor has temper tantrums. This can be much worse than either pouting or temper tantrums. Because it often means the child is just accepting whatever happens. Even worse, she has gotten to where she no longer has any feelings about what happens to her. She does not care or thinks what she feels does not matter. This is a very bad sign. What is your foster child doing when she pouts? She is angry. Frustrated, or upset about something. She mainly feels angry. She does not talk about it or try to work out her problem. Instead, she pouts and makes it rough for other people. What can you do? Think about what upset her. Maybe what happened was unfair or she really was treated badly. Either way, pouting about it is a problem. Say, I have thought about what happened. We can talk about it if you want to. Here is my problem right now. You have a right to feel how you feel, but pouting about it is not your best choice. I think it would be better if you either got up and over it or at least talked about it. It is your choice. Here is what I am going to do. I am going to do nothing unless you choose to talk with me about it. You can pout or talk. It's your choice. If you choose to pout, please do it in your room. Now leave it alone. Her only choice is to behave more appropriately or be by herself. 2. They are hateful and in a bad mood. Everyone gets in a bad mood sometimes. Even so, it is not okay to take it out on everyone around. Instead. It is a good time to get better at managing thoughts, feelings, and relationships. Managing feelings and relationships takes skills children mostly learn by example. Your foster child likely had bad examples set for him. Also, he can bottle up his anger about what happened to him. It then can easily come spilling out. It may not take much to set him off. The point is this. Your foster child may have more than a little reason to be in a bad mood and hateful. He needs extra tolerance and patience. More than the usual amount of sensitivity and understanding from you are in order for him. Here is something that usually helps. Leave his bad mood alone at first. Offer to talk with him about his bad feelings. But don't make a big deal out of cheering him up. He will be happier when he is happier. Deal only with his hatefulness. It usually comes off as cutting remarks, putting people down, and being angry. Help him manage these strong feelings better. Don't react to his hatefulness by being hateful and angry with him. Try to stay calm and do not take his hatefulness personally. It has little to do with you. It is coming from his past. Talk with him about what is really going on. Say, here is the real problem. When you say and do things that are so hateful, it really hurts. You have been hurt a lot. I know that and so do you. Hurting me and other people is not your best choice. I am going to try very hard not to hurt you even if you feel you need to hurt me. Maybe one of these days, you will not need to take your hurt out on others. Until then, Please think about it. Here is an idea. If you can tell me about what is bothering you, maybe we can figure out something to help. This is the point. The temptation is to get mad or to try to force him to behave better. This will not work. It will only make matters worse. You need to set a good example for him. Tell him his behavior is not okay with you. Teach him better ways to handle his angry feelings and let him know when you notice that he is doing better. Over time, his moods, attitudes, and behavior will change. 3 They get very angry when things do not go their way. This is the temper tantrum side of anger and frustration. Children get frustrated and upset when things do not go their way. As with most problems, it is a matter of how much. The problem is not so much the child's reaction itself as it is how angry she gets. Here is what you need to do. Help your foster child feel okay about being angry or frustrated. At the same time, she needs to manage her anger better. Her life experiences taught her to react the way she does. They taught her to have temper tantrums. She likely learned the behavior from an expert temper tantrum thrower. Also, maybe the tantrums she saw were taken out on her. She now sees the behavior as appropriate and as her only choice. She behaves the way she was taught to behave. This is your goal. Teach her better ways to manage her anger and frustration. Don't get angry with her. Don't threaten her. You want to set an example of better behavior. With younger foster children, it is true that ignoring temper tantrums often works. They then come up with more appropriate ways to let you know how they feel. By 10 to 15 years old, they have already learned how to let you know when they are mad, and they have learned the wrong behavior. Ignoring them is no longer your best choice. Whenever you can, do not deal with the temper tantrum while it is happening. Doing anything then only makes matters worse. Here is what you need to know. Tantrums take a lot of energy and can only last about so long. The child cannot keep it up forever. Wait calmly until his anger lessens, and it will. Now say, you have used a tantrum to say something to me. I do, or do not, understand what you were trying to say. Here is my point. I don't do anything about things when told about them in such an angry way. Let's try again. If you want to say something to me and want me to do something about it, tell me more calmly. Help me understand what has you so upset. What do you want to tell me and what do you want me to do about it? For they scream and yell at people. Over a week or so, Make a note every time anyone in your home screams or yells at someone. It will be easier to help your foster child if you see she isn't the only one who is behaving inappropriately. What if no one at your house ever yells? If you have a quiet family, then count the times anyone raises his voice or talks harshly to someone. This is your brand of screaming and yelling. You will see the child's behavior is inappropriate only by degrees. She yells and screams too loudly, too much, too long, and at the wrong times. She overdoes it. That is what her problem really is. To help her, use the tips for dealing with temper tantrums. Also, be sure no one yells and screams back at her when she does her yelling thing. Each person in your family needs to take responsibility for how he or she handles the child's behavior. At a family meeting, you can set the rules. Say, Rosie has a problem with screaming and yelling. We all are going to help her learn better ways to say what she has to say. Let's agree to do this. Any time Rosie yells at one of us, he or she will wait patiently until the yelling stops. Say this to her. If you have finished yelling, I would like to hear what you want to say to me. Will you tell me in a more appropriate way? Just be sure you are ready to be a good camper when your four-year-old reminds you by saying, no yelling. I only listen when you talk right. 5. They break or damage things. This sign depends on whether breaking and damaging things is accidental, unintentional, or on purpose. These are three different problems. If the youngster often breaks things by accident, it is probably a physical problem. It may involve coordination, vision, or another medical problem. It needs checked out. Unintentionally breaking things is a little harder to understand. It may be because of not knowing how to use toys and equipment. Think about why it happens and see if teaching the child how to use them might work better than forbidding her to use whatever she broke. Unintentionally breaking or intentionally breaking things are sometimes degrees of the same problem. It works like this. The child feels upset, angry, or wants to get even. Either she is careless or too rough with others' things or just breaks them. She may act the same way with her things. Here is what is happening She is taking out her anger and frustration on things. The behavior is a kind of temper tantrum. It is usually better calmly to watch while she breaks whatever it is. Most of the time, you cannot stop her anyway. She can always break them when you are not there to do anything about it. Yes, it can get frustrating and expensive. This way of handling the behavior is called the therapeutic approach and is the best way. It is never a good idea to manhandle her or to try to physically force her to cooperate. There are several things you can do. If she can, she should pay for what she broke. Don't take all her money for very long. Set up payments she can afford. Usually, it helps not to replace what she broke if it belonged to her. Be careful. You don't want her to end up with nothing but junk. She needs to see her things as valuable before not breaking them will matter to her. Each time she breaks something, talk with her about how she felt. Get her to talk about how she felt angry, jealous, or frustrated. Say, you're breaking things is a problem. At least you reached your goal. If you broke them to cause someone a problem, you got the job done. That lets me know you can communicate. Here is what I want to talk about. There are better ways to let people know how you feel. For example, yelling or pounding your pillow would be better. They are not long-term solutions but are in the right direction. Can we talk about some choices you have that are better than breaking things? Having this discussion as often as necessary is important. Try to have it when neither you nor the child is upset or angry. 6. They hit or hurt people. Children who have been abused learn this behavior from people who took it to the extreme. Parents who think it is alright to spank and slap their children teach the same lesson in a milder form. They teach hitting and hurting are okay if you do not hit too hard or hurt too much. It is the same lesson for the child. Be sure you are not teaching this to any child. It is exactly what you do not want her to learn. Stop the child from hitting and hurting. Ask her to stop. Insist she stops. If necessary, restrain her from the behavior. If your foster child may need restraint, ask her caseworker or case manager to make a course in therapeutic restraint available to you. You can accidentally hurt her or get hurt if you do not know how to correctly restrain her. Anytime you can, do not try to physically stop the behavior while it is happening. Be sure to set a good example for her. Also, be sure everyone in your home does the same. Teach others to back off when she gets upset and angry. No, this does not mean she gets her way. It just means everyone agrees not to push when she cannot control herself. She will calm down after a while. Try to stay out of her angry space. Try small rewards for good days, days when she does not hit or hurt. A treat, special privilege, or something she wants all help. Use negative reactions very sparingly. The payoff for her needs to be for appropriate behavior, For not hitting and hurting. Always talk to her after she has trouble. Sit quietly with her while she calms down. You can then talk about her angry feelings and how she managed them. She needs to learn to pick up on the signs she is about to lose control. Say, once you get angry, stopping is very hard. You can learn to stop, but it is tough. It is easier to stop if you catch it before you lose control. If we can figure out when you first started to get upset, that is the place to control it. When did it first start getting to you? The goal is for her to spot situations and people that set her off. The best time for her to get control and to learn emotional management is while she still has control. As she learns to see situations coming, her control will get better. 7. They start or get into fights. This is a two-sided problem. Children may bully and pick on other children and start fights. They may come out fighting any they get frustrated, angry, or afraid. Some children may do things that aggravate others to the point of fighting. Either way, it is a problem. Several things need some thought. Where did the child learn the behavior? Whether he is the aggressor or the victim, he learned the role somewhere. It is not true children often fight. By 10 or so, most youngsters never get into physical fights. Those who do have a problem. They think that fighting is a good way to settle things. They may have learned this from their families. They also may have learned it from living in their neighborhoods or attending their schools. Some places are very rough. Fighting may be the normal way to handle problems within their group. Finally, it may just be one step beyond screaming and yelling, hitting, and hurting. If these problems go unchecked, fighting and more serious violence are nearly certain. What if you have tried all the tips discussed so far and he still fights? This is worth a try. Say, your fighting is a serious problem. We have tried several things over many weeks. List the things you have tried. You are still fighting. Here is the problem. I want to help you but wonder if I can. However you feel about it, I want you to know where I stand. If you and I cannot work this out, it still has to be worked out. The fighting has to stop. We will start with counseling. If that doesn't help, we will take the next step. I do not know for sure what it is. It may mean you will live somewhere else where you can get the help you need. I sincerely hope it doesn't come to that, but I want you to know it might. I will do whatever it takes to help you. What if he says he does not care? Say, that is a shame. I wish you cared. I care and will do what has to be done to help you over this problem. Nothing is happening today so we will have some chances to talk about this more. 8. They bully and pick on others. This is worse than just fighting. Usually it is caused by the child's insecurity and low self-esteem. He needs to bully and act powerful. He is trying to hide his fear and self-doubt that are at the bottom of the behavior. Less common is a child who just likes to hurt people and control them. When this is what is going on, the child is very mentally sick. Watch the child, his behavior, and his reactions. Does he want to be one-up and more powerful than other children? Does he get pleasure from seeing other children suffer? These are not the same and it does make a difference. If his need is to be one-up and in control, you can usually help. The child wants people to respect him and like him. He has picked a way that does not work. They are afraid but do not respect him or like him much. Say, bullying and picking on Susie is not a good way to get the respect you want. It just makes her afraid of you and causes others not to like you. It does not get you what you want. Even those who act like they think you are a big deal are not being honest with you. They are using you to feel important. Some of them are afraid and do not want you to treat them the way you treat Susie. You'll have to decide whether you want to be a bully or have people like you. He may say he does not care whether anyone likes him. Say, it's your choice. I am just saying being a bully is not your best choice if you want people to like you. You have choices. If you are interested, I will think with you about some of those choices. Be sure not to miss the chance to teach but resist the temptation to preach. 9. They are cruel to others. This is the end of the anger road. The behavior has become an end in itself. Hurting someone because he was angry with them was a serious problem. Hurting them just to see them suffer is very sick behavior. Here is the problem. Although a little teasing and tormenting usually is only good fun, too much is a serious problem. It works like this. When children are about four or five, they begin to see things as others see them. It is sort of like they can go into the other person and feel what they feel. This is called empathy. By grade school, they do this fairly automatically most of the time. One value of empathy is knowing when other people are hurting physically or emotionally. If they are, the child feels badly and wants to help. This is how she tells when enough teasing and tormenting are enough. When it stops being fun and starts hurting, enough is enough. Knowing just when to stop is a problem. But most children know about where the line is and respect it. Children who are cruel on purpose and get pleasure from it are across the line. They want to see the other person suffer. Empathy or the pain of the other person does not stop the behavior. Usually, children showing the sign have themselves been victims of the behavior. Children learn what they are taught. Here is an important point. Be sure no one in your home torments your foster child physically. Keep teasing to a minimum. Also be sure no one tries to get back at him. Do not try to teach him a lesson by hurting him. For example. Biting him to teach him not to bite is a very bad idea. He needs gentleness, firm guidance, and a predictable family. Also, talk with him about his behavior, the feelings, and pain of others, and about his angry feelings. 10. They lost interest in people and activities they had enjoyed. This is withdrawal and not pouting. Think about this sign carefully. The child cares about people and activities. The problem is losing interest. Don't be too quick to think there is a problem. She may lose interest in some people and some activities. This usually has nothing to do with withdrawal. Maybe she got bored. Maybe she just got into other things. The sign is more than simply changing her interests. Here is what to watch for. Are the people and activities being replaced by other people and activities? If so, a problem is unlikely. If not, the youngster may be withdrawing. This is a serious problem. Here is what to do. Talk with her about what you have noticed. Say, I have been noticing you are withdrawing from people and activities. It's not just changing interests. For example, give some examples, you stay by yourself and don't seem interested in much. Will you help me understand what's happening? She may tell you she is into her schoolwork and does not have time for activities. If so, say, schoolwork is okay but a steady diet of it is too much. I think there is more happening. Talk to me about what happened with your friends and with the activities you had enjoyed. If you are patient and give it a little time. She will likely tell you what happened in her world to cause things to go sour. 11. They have trouble making and keeping friends. Foster children are more likely to have this problem than most youngsters. Why? They are likely to have changed neighborhoods and schools. Their life experiences usually have not taught them good interpersonal and relationship skills. They likely have low self-esteem and deal less well with the give and take of friends and the social scene. Most children move out from a solid base at home into other relationships. This lets them try many relationships while always having those at home. Foster children do not have this solid base. Because of this, relationships they do find are more important to them. For example, they can easily become too possessive and smother the other person. This is a good way to lose a friend. Also, they may try too hard to please and to be part of the group. Your foster child needs you to teach her about friends and relationships. Say, getting a friend starts by hanging around with people who are like you want to be. Pick people who seem to value what you value. Next, talk and join in without being pushy. After a while, you will notice you talk more with some of them than others. There will be two or three you talk with the most. You and they are becoming friends. There are also some ways to keep friends and ways that turn them off. We can talk about that as time goes on. By talking to her, you are showing her an example of friendly behavior. You also are teaching her some relationship skills. It is a slow but rewarding process. This also will help. Include her in family activities at church, in the neighborhood, or in community organizations. This gives her a chance to see other healthy families and to make friends. Child-only activities may be too stressful for her at first. Family activities give you a chance to observe, coach, and support her. 12. They avoid people and social activities. This is a sign that your foster child has withdrawn. Here is the problem. You could easily miss it. How? She may be very friendly with you with other family members, and especially with adults. You say, but everyone likes her. The problem is everyone includes few if any children. If she has really withdrawn from everyone, she needs immediate professional help. Something drastic is happening. If the withdrawal is from other children and activities outside your home, it is serious but not so much of an emergency. She still has you and your family. Try two things. Talk with her about what is going on. She may tell you what is happening and what she thinks and feels. This will give clues about how to help. Also, back off a little from being her best friend. You are the only mother, or father, she has right now. That is your job. If you are her main friend, it keeps her from needing to find other friends. You can help her spend more time around young people her age. You may need to push and insist a little. Stay close but give her room to be with other children. Also, she likely will benefit from being in a group at one of your community agencies. 13. They only like activities they can do alone. This can be near the end of the withdrawal road. This sign also may be seen in a child who never developed relationships with people. These children have their only relationships with things. They are sometimes seen as bookworms or, these days, computer nuts. Their only interest might be music, reading, television, or anything else where they do not have to deal with people. Being clear about your goal is the key to helping your foster child. Your goal is not to get him to where he prefers people to his books and computers. It is only to get him to be a little more socially active. Helping starts with your relationship with him. Show some interest in what he has read, in what he has learned to make his computer do, or in what he is watching on television. When he responds a little to your interest, feel good about your progress. Also, encourage him to tell others about his interests. If you try increasing the time he spends with other children, don't make the big mistake. What is that? People often try to match a withdrawn child with the most social and outgoing youngster they can find. A better match would be with a child who is almost as quiet and reserved as he is. No, they won't bore each other to death. They also will not overwhelm each other. 14 They do not talk to anyone about their feelings and thoughts. Usually, this is because no one ever listened or cared about what the child thought and felt. Even worse, those who did acted like they cared did nothing but tell him what he should think and how he should feel. He told them what he thought. They said, You don't really believe that do you? That is a stupid thing to think. You shouldn't feel that way. What to do? Ask him questions. Show him you are interested. Don't push him to talk. His relationship with you can be on his terms. You should talk to him about day-to-day kinds of things but don't expect him to respond. You are there and interested. He will talk to you when he wants to talk. Playing games and doing things where he does not need to talk also helps cement your relationship. 15. They want to keep their friends all to themselves this sign and how it develops in foster children was discussed earlier. It also is caused by what may be a little fact of human nature. It can be caused by jealousy, not having other friends, and the child's wanting to have what he has all to himself. Whatever the cause, it is a quick way for him to lose friends. If your foster child is getting too possessive, talk to him. Say, I want to talk with you about you and your girlfriend. It is just something I learned along the way. Here it is. If you are too possessive, she might like it at first. After a while, she will want to spend time with her other friends and do stuff when you are not around. This does not mean she doesn't still like you. It just means there is more to life than one relationship. Here is the problem. It works better not to be so possessive to begin with. I think if you keep it up, you might push her away. I have a couple of suggestions if you want to keep her as your girlfriend. Be careful. In all likelihood, the relationship will not last very long anyway. The risk is making him feel breaking up was his fault whether his being too possessive had anything to do with it or not. 16 They often get their feelings hurt. This problem is not as simple as it may first seem. It looks like the child is just too thin-skinned and unable to handle the give and take of being 10 or 13. It is a rough time. Getting her feelings hurt happens easily if she lets it. This is a fact of life. Encouraging her to be a little tougher is good advice. The problem is this. The sign can be a symptom of other problems. Children with learning problems are more likely to get their feelings hurt by teachers and by other children. It hurts when people call attention to her not doing well, especially if she has tried to do well. Children whose self-esteem is already low feel even worse when things happen that other youngsters would not think much about one way or the other. Children who have high stress in their lives are much more vulnerable than those who do not. Handicapped youngsters, children with other physical or emotional problems, and those who are already self-conscious for some reason get their feelings hurt easily. Being a foster child has its own problems. It really can be complicated. It is not enough to encourage your foster child to be more thick-skinned. She needs help with her feelings and with how she thinks about herself. You can do this better than anyone since you are with her every day. You are there when her feelings are hurting. Here is an idea. Take her side. Whatever happened, start by getting a little angry for her about what happened and with who did it to her. She matters, and her feelings matter to you. She needs you on her side right now. Advice and guidance can come later. 17. They are often the brunt of teasing and put downs. This is usually caused by a combination of low self esteem and poor social skills. Some children are more vulnerable to this. Foster children fit that bill. Children who have good social skills and high self esteem can handle the give and take. Usually, they do not respond to the taunting. Also, they have ways of stopping it. Often, this means using comebacks that are at least as nasty as the original taunt. It works. Telling your foster child to ignore teasing and put-downs is good advice. But it only works up to a point and part of the time. Also, this does nothing to stop the assault on her self-esteem. It is better for you to stay out of it as much as you can. Be sure she is not using this problem as a new way for her to get your attention. She needs to deal with what is her problem. Some coaching is good. She only needs to learn one or two social responses. She just needs to use them calmly while looking the taunter straight in the eye. Whatever the taunter says next. She needs only to hold her ground, keep staring, and keep her mouth closed. She might try saying this. Thank you for sharing that with me. Are there any further examples of your ignorance you want to share? If the taunter becomes more aggressive or keeps it up, the social puzzle is just that much more challenging. She has to use the response every time for at least 10 or 15 tries, though. By that time, she has started to be socially proactive about her problems. 18. They get uptight and nervous when someone is angry or upset. Getting a little uptight and nervous is normal, especially for a child. Even for adults, the situation brings some uncertainty. The uptightness is part of getting ready to deal with whatever happens. If your foster child noticeably reacts like this more than once in a great while, it signals a problem. This is very true if he gets more upset than the person he reacted to. If he has the reaction when the anger had nothing to do with him, it is a bigger problem. When he reacts just because he thinks someone might get angry, the problem is even worse. What is happening? The child is overreacting. Why? Because he fears something very bad is about to happen, and probably to him. Children behave like they have learned to behave. This is especially true for their emotional reactions. The child is afraid and fears he or someone else is going to get hurt. Helping your foster child is not complicated but takes a long time. He will learn people get upset and angry at times. This does not mean anyone is going to get hurt or anything bad will happen. Talk with him about his fears. Say, You feel upset. I think you are reacting to someone else's anger and nervousness. It feels like you are afraid that you or someone else might get hurt. It does not work that way here. We all get angry at times. You can get angry too if something upsets you. Getting angry is okay. This is the difference. When we get angry, we talk to each other. Sometimes it gets a little loud, but that is as far as it goes. Here, we do not hurt each other. Watch to see if what I say is true. You may even want to let us know the next time you get angry about something. That is part of how we know what everyone is thinking and feeling. 19. They do not stick up for themselves. A child with this problem is well along the way to social isolation. Recall the children who had problems with fighting. In many ways, they are getting along better than the child who just stands there and takes it. In the give and take, this child only takes. She may have learned to be non-aggressive for religious or moral reasons. If so... She will have a proud and self controlled quality about her. More likely is a passive, I have to take it, attitude. It is a whip puppy kind of thing. She is either afraid to stick up for herself, or all the spunk has been taken, probably beaten, out of her. Either way, it is a problem. How to help? It is very tough. Do two things. Try to get her to stick up for herself, especially in situations that have adult supervision. Next, if she does not stick up for herself at home, be slow to come to her aid. Home is a very good place to practice. Here is the hard part. As she begins to stick up for herself, she will likely use primitive methods. She may hit, yell, or try other things that are problems. Say, you hit your sister. I am proud of you for sticking up for yourself. You have the right idea. Hitting is not your best choice. Next time, try just yelling at her. I don't know for sure if it will work better. It's just something to think about. 20. They try to please everyone and keep everyone happy. This is a disguised version of not sticking up for herself. As you think about it, you will see what motivates the child. On the surface, she wants approval, positive feedback, and to be seen as a helpful person who causes no trouble. The last part is the key. Her main motivation is to cause no trouble. She wants to keep everyone from getting upset or angry. Here is the problem. Instead of seeing the sign for the problem it is, People tend to see the behavior as positive, cooperative, and desirable. In some ways, it is. The question for you is how much and how often you see the behavior. Trying to please everyone and keep everyone happy is likely the most common cause of tension and stress adults have. Think about yourself. How much of your stress is because of trying to meet everyone's needs, trying to keep everyone happy? You know it is unreasonable but may try to do it anyway. At least, you have a chance not to pass it on to your foster child. Also, She learned what she was taught. Not pleasing adults or not keeping them happy may have led to very bad things happening to her. It was her only hope for protecting herself. Even if there was no real threat, there may have been an alcoholic or mentally ill family member she felt responsible for. The family law said do whatever you have to do to avoid upsetting anyone. Keeping people happy is your job. If anyone gets upset, drinks, or gets mentally ill again, it is your fault. Guilt, especially irrational guilt, is powerful. Here is what you can do. Discourage the child from always doing things for people. Don't be so quick to let her help. Tell her it is not her job to keep people happy. She cannot make people happy. She would be better off were she a little more selfish and self-centered. You can help her with this. 21. They feel most people do not like them. Most children feel like this sometimes. Some children feel this way most of the time. They really mean they believe most people don't like them. By now, You understand how these feelings and ideas develop in foster children. They grow out of low self-esteem, bad life experiences, poor social skills, and a life with way too much stress. Your good relationship with your foster child helps a lot. But you can do more. Start by believing him. Say, okay, most people do not like you. I am not one of those who does not like you, but most people are. If it is true, it must have something to do with how you act, how you look, or how you treat them you must be turning them off. If we can figure out how you are doing that, we also can figure out how you can stop doing that. It's hard for me to see how you turn almost everyone off. That may be because I like you. Here is a place to start. How do they let you know they do not like you? That will be our first clue. 22. Most people their age dislike them. This is the same as the last sign, except it really is true, most people dislike him. It is even worse if he does not understand that they don't like him. Be honest with yourself and the child. Why is he so disliked? Along with the sign of relationship problems, which of the other 21 signs does he have? Your answer likely is several. This means you and he have a serious challenge as you work together on his specific problems. Example. No one could tell how Randy was going to be from one minute to the next. Sometimes he was almost nice, but usually he was in a bad mood and hard to get along with. Anything could set him off. Yesterday morning before school was a perfect example. Sue and Julio were coming in from the bus talking and minding their own business. For no reason, Randy yelled, hey stupid, to Julio and then said something to Sue only she and Randy heard. Whatever it was, it embarrassed Sue and Julio said something back to Randy. That is all Randy needed. It looks like Julio would have known to just keep his mouth shut. Everyone knows how Randy is. I don't want to repeat what he said, but you could hear him screaming all over the building. When Mr. Miller arrived, Sue was crying. Julio was on the floor holding his head. Randy was standing around acting like the whole thing was Julio's fault. Another example. Judy's foster mother and father were at the dinner table talking after Judy and their daughter had eaten and left the kitchen. I'm worried about Judy, her foster mother said as Mr. Butler poured her another cup of coffee. He sat, waiting for her to continue. It is hard to put my finger on it. She just seems to have lost interest in her friends and the things she had seemed to enjoy. I guess I don't know if she has any friends anymore. She talks on the phone sometimes but I don't think she does much with anyone. She just stays in her room and does things she can do by herself. She seemed to be adjusting well. I don't know what happened. I really am concerned. Mr. Butler thought about what his wife had said and then said, I know what you mean. It may be even more of a problem than you are saying. I know Terry asked her to go to the mall and she said she was too busy. All she did was watch television. I don't know if you have noticed it or not but the last few times someone has called her, she has made some excuse not to talk with them. Have you said anything to her about what you are feeling? Mrs. Butler did not know what to say. She finally said, I've tried to talk to her. She says everything is fine and I am making too much of a deal out of it. She brushes it off and will not talk about what she is thinking and feeling. She just juts me out. She acts like she does not have a care in the world. I don't know. I am worried. Here's another example. Bill was determined not to let any of them see this time they were getting to him. I am not going to cry. It's for sure I'm not going to walk away like I always do. They are not going to get to me this time. The other boys could get downright cruel with their teasing. Maybe Bill did get his feelings hurt too easily. Who can tell? He just knew they were not going to get to him this time. Bill, Bill, big as a hill. Do you like to be so ugly? Look at him. Now he will probably start crying again. Cry for us, Bill. Bill wanted to stick up for himself but was afraid. Mostly. The other boys ignored him, but they kept it up when they got bored and had nothing else to do. Please leave me alone, he wanted to yell. Instead, he laughed and said, sure, being ugly is fun. That was the turning point. He learned going along and keeping them happy at least got him some attention. If he did what they wanted and was who they wanted him to be, he could be part of the group. They would keep him around to taunt. It's better this way, he told himself. They don't like me anyway. Maybe if I just go along they will at least stop putting me down so much. A quick parenting check. How are you and your foster child getting along with each other? Think about this. It gets at the fit between you and the child. The children placed with you have their own personalities, different backgrounds, and sometimes have very serious problems. The fit between you and them might not come quickly or easily. It helps to check the fit to see if it is working for you and the child. Here is a quick check to see how the fit is between you and your foster child. Think about each question in this way. Is the answer almost always yes, usually yes, sometimes yes, seldom yes, or almost never yes? 1. Are you responsible and fair when disciplining your foster child? 2. Do you know what your foster child needs and what is important to him or her? 3. Can you get your foster child to cooperate with you without you getting frustrated or upset? 4. Do you spend time every day talking or playing with your foster child? 5. Does your foster child like to spend time with you? 6. Are you usually pleased with and proud of your foster child? 7. Do you know about and are you interested in your foster child's activities? 8. Do you know about and are you helping with your foster child's problems? 9. Do you set a good example for your foster child? 10. Do you give your foster child space to grow and learn on his or her own? 11. Are you interested in what your foster child thinks and feels about things? 12. Do you do all you can to support your foster child's interests, activities, and goals?